Welcome to Growth Mindset University. My name is Jordan Paris, 21-year-old author and host of this show. And with this show, you and I will embark on a journey to learn the things that we should have learned in school but did not so that we may take control of our lives while fulfilling our visions of success. Each episode will feature a brand new lesson, and now it's time for today's lesson. So put your thinking cap on, because school is now in session. Our guest today is somebody that I've come to respect on such a high level over the past few weeks. We met, I made this post about how to get on a hundred podcasts this year. I gave people the script that I use to get on these podcasts all the time. I did nine last week. And it turns out that everyone started using this line. I mean, it, the, the post itself got tens of thousands of views and a lot of likes and comments. But, you know, who knew if people were going to use it? I didn't, I didn't really know. Uh, but people ended up using it. And our guest today, a podcast host herself, got the message, the same exact message, eight times that day. So it was it was really funny. And, and she messaged me and for that reason and to invite me on her podcast. And I had a lot of fun talking with her because she has a very popular podcast called Young and Profiting that has quickly become one of my favorite podcasts. And I highly recommend that you check that out. Young and Profiting, you can find it on every listening app for podcasts, and you can find it on youngandprofiting.com. Our guest today is Hala Taha. That is her name. And I had such a great time talking with her. The only side note here is that after about three minutes into the interview, my audio actually cut out and we and and I had to settle for the backup recording. And so you'll notice there's a noticeable difference where after about three minutes, my audio is not going to be nearly as good as it was in the first three minutes and how it normally is on every other episode. Uh, however, her podcast, I mean, her audio is perfectly fine and so is the content. And so I know you're really going to enjoy this one today. And now without further ado, here is the one, the only Hala Taha. Today is Hala Taha. Hala started her career at WQHT Hot 97 on the Angie Martinez show. Later, she focused on an entrepreneurial endeavor with the launch of an entertainment news site, The Sorority of Hip Hop. She led an all female team of 50 bloggers, and together they ran the popular site, interviewed celebrities, produced radio shows, and hosted parties and concerts. That's interesting. When the blog site boom slowed down in 2014, Hala took a temporary exit from the entertainment industry to get an MBA. She now currently has over four years of corporate marketing experience at a Fortune 50 company and is quickly rising up the ranks. She also has a popular podcast that gets over 10,000 downloads per episode called Young and Profiting. It is a robust audio companion, might I say. Uh, and it merges Hala's passions for radio, entrepreneurship, 
business and continued learning. Hala, it's great to be here with such a well-rounded fellow podcaster like yourself. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> Happy to be on the show. Yeah. So this is so I actually heard in passing you had mentioned in another interview that you were that you liked cheerleading. Like were you you were a cheerleader? Yes, in college I was a cheerleader. Um, I wouldn't say I was the best cheerleader, but I was a flyer and a dancer, and I, you know, love I'm athletic, so I had fun with it. Okay, so you probably you may or may not have known this about me. I actually, I, I mean, I did post a video in the last week about it, but I for two years was a cheerleader as well in college. I was the one lifting you up. And oh, was, fun! Yeah, it was like totally. I was totally spontaneous. Like I never imagined that I would do that in my life. So, but it's just a, whenever I meet uh, another cheerleader, like I just feel kindred spirit. Like I heard that and I was like, wow, yay. Something in <laughs> they, common right off the bat. <laughs> for sure. Of, of several things, you know, an awesome podcast as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so you see, it's interesting though, because it seems like you took the opposite path. You know, most people go from formal education to corporate job and then leaving to do something a little bit more entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. However, you seem to have gone from entrepreneur to then formal education and then to the corporate world. Why? Well, how did that transpire? Yeah, I mean... I, th I think it was that it just took me a while to kind of find my footing in life. And, um, you know, I tried it out to be an entrepreneur. Um, I actually dropped out of college to start my website um, and to fulfill this job at Hot 97, um, being Angie Martinez's assistant. And, um, you know, life took different turns and I felt like I needed to go back to school and get my MBA and I wanted um, more you know, concrete, solid career that I could always fall back on. And so that's that's kind of why I, I went a different route. It was just more that I wanted to make sure that I had something to fall back on. Absolutely. So it seems it seems that you really loved, uh, you're, you're attracted to broadcasting in, a, in, in some sense. I mean, because back earlier, it was obviously radio, but now podcasting is a thing and you're rocking the podcast world with young and profiting like what drew you to this industry so to say yeah so i actually originally wanted to be a singer so being a singer was my ultimate dream um i actually recorded an entire album when i was in college um you know mid-20s and being on radio was kind of like the second best, most realistic thing that I could do. Um, I just always had a great voice. Um, everybody always said, you know, you've got a voice for radio. Um, and, you know, I just embraced it. And I love to talk. I'm a very social person. Um, I made a lot of connections when I was younger with celebrities and just had the connections to do interviews and things like that. So I just put two and two together, um, personality have the right voice, um, organized and smart enough to come up with, uh, you know, concepts and produce episodes and things like that. So I just put everything together and, and went at it. Yeah. Well, when I hear you on Young and Profiting, you really do have that perfect on-air voice. <laughs> it's just, it's, everything is so, so sharp and clean. Like your elocution 
is uh, is on is on point. Like you just speak very well in a way that uh, I wish I could. No, you're amazing <laughs> too. And honestly, uh, when yeah. I when I first um, so I took a little break. I used to ha- have radio shows when I used to have the sorority of hip hop. Um, it was also called Strawberry Blunt, which most people probably know it as. And um, when I went back into podcasting, when I first started, I was rusty and I, I had to like, you know, record a few times and like get used to my voice again. And, and then it, it came back. Yeah. What was like the time frame that you were doing the sorority of hip hop? Like what, what years were that? So that was from like 2010 to 2013, 2014. Okay. So like you get to this point where you're, I mean, it's a, blog site a news site an entertainment news site but you're getting to a point where you're throwing parties and concerts yeah. like how, how does that work and were you guys were you guys profiting from that no so um there's not a lot of money in the blog world and we were profiting from parties but not from writing blogs um so just to give your listeners some backstory i started this thing called the sorority of hip-hop and i started that right after i actually got quote unquote, fired from Hot 97 from Angie Martinez, who was my boss. And I wanted to start something to empower women. I wanted to empower young women who are in the entertainment industry. So I put out feelers out there and um, I had a pretty decent Twitter following at the time and recruited all these like pretty girls to be part of my blog. And like none of them were even writers. (laughs) They were just like pretty girls in the entertainment industry. And then I would teach them how to blog. And, And, you know, there was a few of us that were like the leaders of the group. There was like maybe six people who were like the the leaders of the group. And then there was a um you know, at the height of it, we had f- over 50 bloggers um, on the channel. And so uh, we blew up really fast. Um, we were one of the first people to um, at mention people on Twitter when we had a blog. So like all these celebrities would like retweet us all the time. Um, and like in within like literally two months of starting it, I was like the 30,000th most popular blog in the world out of millions and millions and millions of sites. Um, and so... We got really popular really fast, but like I said, like we we made some advertising money on the blog, but there's really not that much money in in blogging, or at least I didn't figure it out. And um, we had radio shows where we'd interview celebrities and things like that, and then we decided we were going to host parties. So I used to have a lot of connections at Hot 97, which is the number one radio station in the world. It's the number one radio station in New York City. I was friends with all the DJs. Like, I was, like, their little sister um, because I used to work at the radio station and basically, like, you know, feed their meters and, like, bring their coffee and do anything for them. So, like, they really loved me as, like, a person. And they hired us to host their parties. So we would promote their parties on social media because that was our thing is that we had this huge social media following in the New York, New Jersey area. And we would promote um, their parties and host their parties, um, you know, a bunch of girls going. We'd get like free bottles and we'd get like a thousand bucks to go host their party, which was like a lot of money to us. And like it just like the, you know, the main girls would take the money and split it. And that's what we did. Yeah, Mark Manson, and I've brought this up so many times when I talked to him in episode 99, he, you know, because he's an OG blogger, or maybe not, maybe not OG, but I mean, he was doing it, you know, a, a decade ago and very successful at it in like the heyday of it. But now, you know, he's telling me that blogging is in recession and uh, it's it's been that way for many years. So, and I'm sure like now, now you're podcasting and you're, I guess you're seeing that as sort of the, that's almost like a, it's, it's kind of replaced. Exactly. 
the sorority of hip hop. So it's a continued means of expression for you. Is that right? Yeah, um, I think it's totally different um, as far as the topics. So the sorority of hip hop, Strawberry Blunt, was all about entertainment news, following celebrities, reporting on celebrity news, new music, things like that, fashion, makeup. Um, and my podcast now is really like business oriented about like productivity, um, you know, influence, time management, money management, things like that. Yeah. How do you, I'm, I'm just so curious because you are such a great interviewer as I've heard several shows and, uh, you're just very talented. You're a very talented communicator, but how do you prepare for your interviews? Do you have a specific method? Yeah, so I actually am blessed to have a team. Um, one of my biggest strengths actually is that I'm able to always recruit teams and people who enjoy like working for, you know, whatever project I'm working on. So I, I, I want to talk about that later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, I actually have a team of 10 people who help me run Young and Profiting Podcasts and they're amazing. Um, they're all people who used to listen to the show and reached out and wanted to help. Um, so right now I have Stephanie and Shiv who are focused on research. And so they do the initial research, but I'm a control freak. So I have to do research as well. <laughs> and so they give me, uh, we have like, you know, a weekly meeting where we go over next week's interview. Um, they, you know, write down some potential questions, like extensive research. They both do extensive research. And then I go ahead and, and also follow up with research. And, um, you know, I, if, Somebody on my show is an author. I read their book. I try to watch, you know, most of their YouTube videos. I, I just really try to be prepared because the people that I have on my show are very busy people. And I would hate for anyone to come on my show and think like, wow, that was a waste of time. <laughs> it's usually the opposite where they say, wow, thank you so much for doing your research. So um, mm -hmm. that's I, I enjoy that that part of it. Absolutely. And, you know, I've got eight podcasts on my schedule this week where you know of course i'm on the other side being interviewed and it's like it's you know it's inevitable that at least one or two of them uh you know the heart the person's heart is not going to be in it like they're just going to be going through the motions and it's so for me as a listener or when i'm a guest on another show it's really evident when someone's heart is in it and your heart is absolutely in it but i want to talk about like teams mm -hmm. though okay because i you know i have a chapter in my book called better uh better together and uh you know i really do believe in the power of you know mentors having a team delegation everything uh, having to do with better together uh relationships even the right relationships of course but how how do you go about like so they came to you. Do you pay them? Um, no, not right now, no. So how, what is like, what is in it for them? Like, how do you, what is the value proposition then? And, uh, you know, in recruiting them to come help you out without paying them? Yeah, I really think it's all about experience. So the, and the promise of the future, because I think that, you know, I'm building a, a brand, hopefully, eventually, it will be a podcast network. That's the ultimate goal, you know, and whatever business model we want to attach to it. Right now, we're just doing it for fun. And the main goal is to get downloads, but eventually, we're going to attach some sort of business to it, right? And um, I think that everybody just believes in the show. They see that I'm such a hustler. And honestly, if they don't want to help, I'll do it without them and not to like, and I think that they just see that drive and they see like, 
they're learning so much. Um, a lot of the folks on the team have never been on a radio, have never worked on a radio show, have never even worked on social media or done anything. And so I'm able to teach everybody everything. And um, I'm also somebody who likes to share light. Um, I'm not somebody who just wants the spotlight for myself and, and things like that. And so, you know, we're starting new segments where people on the team like Stephanie, Stephanie, Stephanie and Shiv, who have been helping me do research, they're going to have their own segment now. Um, and so, you know, there's opportunities for growth for everyone. But first, they really needed to learn how it works. And they've been practicing and I've been, um, you know, giving them assignments to get ready because they've never been on radio or a podcast just to make sure that we've got quality content. And so, you know, I'm good at grooming people and getting them ready for for the next thing. And um, I think they just enjoy to learn and be a part of the process. Was there a point in your show where you didn't have a team in the beginning? I, assume, I mean, I assume you didn't in the beginning. Yeah, well, in the beginning, it was just me. I, I Everything A to Z from the editing to the, you know, mixing and mastering to the interviewing and scripting, everything was just me. And so, you know, I assume you you know, you're obviously, you, you, you're much better with the team. Like what, what did, what did your, what did your days look like without the team? I mean, were you just like hammering out this, all, like this content all day and just doing, doing everything as a, as a solopreneur, so to say? Uh, <laughs> well, it took me a long time to put out episodes. So when I first started, I was putting out like one a month which is like terrible in the podcasting world. But like I didn't realize how hard it was going to be and then I launched and then I had to like keep it up. And when I first started, my podcast format was very complicated. I would interview like three, four people, then uh, chop it all up. What? Yeah, it was crazy. You have to listen to the first three episodes. They're amazing. Like they're amazing, amazing episodes. But I like would interview three, four, five people, chop it up like – weave in it was like writing a book like weave in narrative like it was like a crazy crazy format um it was very hard to keep up with but then once i had the team i was able to put out a podcast like every week you know and um i could also just focus on more important things i can focus on research and being really prepared for the podcast rather than having to make every image or you know post every social media post or whatever it is um so it's been super helpful to have a team because they're helping me scale. And I definitely wouldn't have gotten where I am today if it wasn't for my team. And especially Timothy Tan, he's my business development uh, manager. He is just like a genius. And he is the one that introduced me to LinkedIn automation. And um, that's really helped me step things up. So when I, I, like if, as far as automation, when I liked your post about 30, 40 minutes ago, was that like automatically posted? No, I, um, that was me posting. I'm still very, very hands-on, but as far as LinkedIn automation, that's all about like, um, you know, automated direct messages, automate, automated invites where I say like, for instance, I just had, uh, Quentin alums on the show. So yeah, he's a friend of the podcast as well. Yeah, he's the best. Last night. Um, so like some, like a, a way to get new listeners, I scrape his following and I, um, you know, invite them to connect and I say, Hey, I just had Q on my podcast. Would love to connect. Um, or like, I see you engaging with Q's content. Um, I just had him on my podcast. Would love to connect. Right. And then they talk to me. I, I give them a real personal message from Hala or my virtual assistant, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> 
and then <laughs> I will say I got I think I got one of those in December of 2018. I got one. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and and then you know follow up with details on the podcast and that's how I I get a lot of new listeners. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it at least put you on my radar when I when I saw it um because then after that like it was just gosh, it's so subconscious. It's just funny how the mind works because after that I just Every now and then started noticing you. Like when you had reached out to me to be on your podcast about a week ago, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, I know that podcast. And it wasn't because I remembered like the message you had sent me or anything. It was just uh, – it was that message. And then I started noticing like just – I don't even know where I saw it. Like, <laughs> you know, I have I have no clue. Um, but like – I do believe that that played a part in, uh, you know, me becoming familiar with Young and Profiting because, like, I knew Young and Profiting. I, I'm, I'm insisting, like, like I, I, it was very, it was a familiar, very familiar concept in my head. So, like, your your team, though, last thing about your team, mm-hmm. you are, are they like local or are they remote? We're international, so we've got people from all over. A lot of the folks are in the New York, New Jersey area, um, which is um, based out in Brooklyn right now. Um, but we do have uh, Christian in Estonia, Kayla, who's in Canada, and Hisham, who's in California. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> how, is there are there ways that you become like a better interviewer? Because I listen to other podcasts. I listen to people like you. I listen to uh, people like Joe Rogan. I mm-hmm. listen to all sorts of people. And I'm like, gosh, I wish I was just that quick. And and that, like, I wish, like, wow, look at the way he just did that with that question. Like, I wish I could do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, or do, Is there a conscious practice in getting better? Yeah. Or are you just doing well, I think obviously practice makes perfect. Doing it over and over and over again. I'm becoming a better interview, even though I've done interviews for, you know, in another life basically so so many times. Now that I started Young and Profiting, each time gets better and better and easier and easier. Um, and I would just say over-prepare. Like, I literally will write down, if I have a question, sometimes I'll write down what I think they're going to say and what I might say back, Right. Um, or just some points that are related that I just have in my pocket in case I bring it up and I can, you know, have that. Because when you're on the spot, it's really hard to think sometimes. It's really hard to say something intelligent, especially when you've got this really smart person who's just spewing out information and you have to also process what they're saying. Um, and I wish I could honestly be better at that because sometimes, you know, I feel like, damn, I wish, like, I listen back and I'm like, why didn't I respond to that comment and it's because there's so much information going out at you especially when you're talking about something complicated and it's just hard to follow up like you know keep up sometimes um, but I would say just over prepare and, and just think of all the different tangents that could go on and um, I like to have like data points that I can like bring up that are related things like that mm-hmm. have you found that your uh, that your conversations with people in your daily life have gotten better as a result of your podcast? Because I'll say in my experience when uh, like in the beginning when I would edit uh, and I would edit out all the uhs, ums, and likes, it it raised my awareness in conversation. It raised my awareness to those and also my 
other crutch words and crutch phrases oh, yeah. so that now when I'm talking to people, I'm so mindful. Have you seen that as well, Hala? I, yes, definitely. Um, I just said, um, but I try not to say, um, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> um, uh, but you know what? People don't notice those things, like, in, especially in real life. But I do notice that there's definitely crutch words that I use. Like, I always say awesome. And I always say cool, mm. you know. And, and I hate that I cringe when I listen back and I'm, like, telling my audio editor who helps me now, like, make sure you take out all my cools. Because um, yeah. it's, you know, you don't want to be repetitive. Of course. I know one of my crutch phrases. I, I know someone who's just really bad with this. It's after the guest says a statement. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love or it. Or like sometimes, yeah. Sometimes we'll even be say love it twice. Like yeah, love it, love it, man. And I was like ah, and I sit. I'll say it every now and then too, and, or I'll be like, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. So if I <laughs> if I don't want to say cool or awesome, I I literally write down like fifteen synonyms that I could say like oh that's fascinating, oh that's interesting, oh that like and just so I can have something on hand because like I said, sometimes you just can't think. You're trying to think of the next substantial thing you're going to say and you're looking for that transition. So what's an easy transition that you could just replace cool or awesome with? Absolutely. That's a great point as well. There, there was a point in my journey here. It was, it was still on the, on the come up where I was saying, yeah, man, a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, I was some surfer dude and I, and I am like, I am. Okay. Like I surf, but on a podcast with a very successful human being, it doesn't, it, it's, it's not as cool. So you know, I remember my father uh, pointed out, like, you should say absolutely instead. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. So I say, that. <laughs> I say that a lot. And you, if you'll, you'll see me in my LinkedIn comments, I'll be like, absolutely, comma, holla. <laughs> uh, I, I, like, I just, it's a very... It's a very generic thing. I, I use it a lot. It's a, it's a crutch, but it's like a good. You need those crutch. crutch. You need those transition words. So we've got to um, brainstorm together and come up with a list of them. Yeah. I want to talk about marketing your podcast because you have tens of thousands of plays on these episodes and, uh, most of them, though, are on SoundCloud, a platform which I am not on. Mm-hmm. But how have you gone about? And I know you mentioned to me the other day with uh, when I was when we were messaging about like okay, like yeah, they just uh, they reshare it. People, you can reshare mm-hmm. on SoundCloud. But Hala, I'm a little confused here because I don't use SoundCloud at all whatsoever. Like. I don't think people are scrolling SoundCloud like Twitter. No. You know? Uh, so there's there's got to be more to it than resharing on SoundCloud. I know you're doing more, right? No. I mean, that's just what it is. People are, are resharing it, and it's just staying in the stream. Um, and, and basically, when they reshare it, it, there is like a timeline like Twitter, actually, where you can see what your friends are listening to and what your friends are retweeting. So people retweet it. Then it also gets then because people are retweeting it, it gets, uh, you know, added to like, you know, you might want to listen to this, like that kind of an algorithm. So I get plays that way. I get plays because people add it to their stations on SoundCloud. There's just like way, 
way more um, ways to share on SoundCloud, whereas iTunes, it's basically like, I have to give you the link to my iTunes page. You could search for it if you know my name on iTunes. You could search through the top self-help podcasts and find me that way, but nobody really does that and nobody really knows how to do that on iTunes. Um, so the it's just like easier to share things on SoundCloud. So I guess that's how I've been getting so many plays on there. Wow. It's, it's that, as that simple. So like, well, if you were not on SoundCloud, you would, you, you don't think you would have the audience that you have today. Is that right? Um, yeah. I mean, I think that I get good downloads on iTunes, like compared to other podcasts. Like I think I'm, you know, still performing really well on iTunes and even Spotify, but SoundCloud right now is my biggest platform. Um, but I, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't discount iTunes. My iTunes stats are pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so if someone is like wanting to market, I mean, cause not everyone's going to have a podcast, mm -hmm. right? Like a lot of, yes, a lot of my listeners come to me for help on starting podcasts, but not everyone wants to do that. So if, if you're, if we're marketing anything today, a product, a service, what are some of the, your marketing principles that you would encourage people to keep near and dear marketing principles that work in 2019 hollow what are they sure so i think rule number one is that you need to provide value whatever you're doing needs to provide value if you're promoting a service you don't want to promote your service you want to promote your value and somehow your service supports whatever value you're trying to um, showcase so i think that's rule number one you need to be valuable you need to educate people um, everybody loves edutainment nowadays. So if you're educating yes. people, you're doing the right thing. People are going to be attracted to you. People are going to engage with your content and you're going to get leads that way. So I think that's definitely rule number one. Um, rule number two, as far as marketing, um, make sure that you're distributing, distributing your content in the right place. Um, you have to make sure you pick your right platform and I wouldn't diversify too much. So um, I would definitely focus in one or two areas. So for me right now, LinkedIn is like number one. Um, obviously my actual platforms that I have my podcasts on are very important, but LinkedIn and Instagram, those are the two places that I focus and I don't worry about Twitter. I don't worry about Facebook. I don't worry about all these other things because I want to maximize what's working right now. I was feeling really guilty about that because I was like, wow, I'm, I'm so one dimensional. I'm like only cool on LinkedIn and Instagram and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like feeling guilty about it. So you're saying be uh, focus on a, on one or two platforms. For an, I, I would say like build them out and then branch off. Um, Gary Vee always talks about how you, you have to diversify because um, he talks about people dying on the vine, like when vine, uh, mm. you know, went away and he, and he says that, you, you know, those, those superstars went away, the MySpace stars went away because they didn't diversify. I think LinkedIn's gonna be around for quite a while, um, so I'm not worried about it, but I agree to some point, like I don't have enough bandwidth to make all my channels great. So if I can make LinkedIn great, make Instagram great, that's what I'm gonna focus on because there's just simply not enough time 
to do everything else. And if I, you know, get more people, get more bandwidth, uh, you know, LinkedIn's on track, whatever, then I can I can branch out. But I think it's important to take the time to build something substantially rather than put your eggs everywhere and have nothing, you know, grow. So edutainment, which a concept that I now love, I'm all about that. Uh, I'd not heard that before. And then focusing on a couple of different platforms and growing there. Is there anything else? I I think that's good for now. <laughs> yeah. What are some uh what are what are some areas that you see marketers, people trying to market something? Where do you see them go wrong now? Where where, where are people missing it? I think that people are missing having like a clear brand and um, clear value proposition. And um, that's where people are failing. So I see a lot of people like having a podcast just like me, just like me and you, but they're not succeeding. They're not getting listeners. They have no engagement on their posts. They have no engagement on their content. And I think they're not putting enough time into the brand. And their story is not succinct enough. And, and people, they're, they're not clear enough on what they're selling or talking about you don't really understand what their podcast is about it seems like it's like every other podcast so i think that just being really clear taking your time maybe before you actually launch whatever you're launching you actually pre-plan out what your social media content is going to be and you visualize it and you make it more cohesive and and like a full story uh, rather than just doing things on the fly and, you know, hoping it sticks. I just feel like people aren't planning enough and they they don't have enough of a clear story. Yeah, I, I know so many people that come to me for help. Even one person, there's just this one person out there that's like begging me to throw her like a, a, a life, a, a life, <laughs> like just, a life she's best. like, come Come do everything. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, but so I, I see so many people posting content, uh, you know, as you mentioned, not getting any traction. And then they see me with 75,000 views on back-to-back videos. And they're like, why is it not working? And meanwhile, it, you know, there's a, it's like a stark contrast between like, yes, the value proposition is there. And like the content's just not like great. Yeah. I, I, I believe that, I believe that you, like oh, I, I wish I deserve more listeners. No, 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 no. You, you have right now what you deserve. Like you, like you got it. Like if you were truly that good, you'd have more listeners. Yeah, totally. But also, so the value proposition and like, yeah, like what, what, what makes you different? Like what are what are people getting out of your podcast specifically? I would I would take your value proposition so far as to say, and like for me, I differentiate myself not even in like the actual content, but in the marketing of mm-hmm. it. Like I am, it, this is about learning the lessons that we should have learned in school but didn't, and everyone knows that. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows that it's right in the intro. And I'm very, very loud about my opinions about formal education on the various social platforms and like whether and it turns a lot of people off and it turns a lot of people on. And I'm like, oh, and by the way, if you like, I'll, I'll put out a really valuable message, a really meaningful message. And then it'll be like, 
the last line will be like, oh, and by the way, if you want to learn what I just talked about, check out my episode with Mark Manson at blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, I think it's, I think that's really what's been working for me. Like I just put that everywhere, like learning lessons we should have learned in school, but didn't, uh, how to succeed in the progressive new age of business, like uh, business and life. It's just, that is in every marketing message that I put, whether it's, you know, in the post or in the comments, that's how I differentiate myself. As far as the show, like there's a lot of interview shows out there and, uh, you know, it's not my show. I will be truthful. Like it's not incredibly different. Yeah. But you're different. Well, I am different. You're different (laughs) and you're charismatic and you know how to like you take videos of yourself and you know how to brand yourself as a person and you're very young. And so I think that's what's working for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So somebody so somebody that wants to succeed you know we talked about the edu edutainment the value proposition uh you know picking your platforms i always recommend linkedin right now Mm -hmm. because the organic growth uh is the the organic reach is extremely and discoverability is very high greenfield right Uh, now (laughs) linkedin right and if you just combine all of these things and know how to market yourself, have the value proposition, you know, what, what are you offering? Put out meaningful messages. You've, you're, you're going to progress. You're going to be on the uptrend. We're putting it all together here. That's right. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, I think another point of it is to make sure that you're not just promoting yourself. You're not just promoting your podcast. I think for me, like if you, if you scroll back to my timeline, like you know, a year ago, I was getting like 10 likes on my posts. Like literally, I would Uh, promote my podcast and I would get, because LinkedIn wasn't my big platform. I used to be big on Twitter back in the day. So when I started all over again and was like, I was starting from scratch, I had like 10 likes on my posts. You know, everybody was hating on me, um, but I was just consistent. I And I wasn't only promoting my podcast, like I like to write. So I'd write, I'd write like these like little like, you know, motivational poems, I like to call them. Like I, and I think of them every, pretty much every morning and I put them up and I get like, you know, now I get like 200, 300 likes on them. Um, and it's just like something I'm writing on the train, you know? Um, I did see, okay, I, I do see them, yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking so about. like, and I think that people love those and it has nothing to do with my podcast. And I think that's a breath of breath of fresh air for people. I think people get really annoyed when all you're doing is promoting yourself or promoting your product. And I think it's important to whatever it is, have something else that you're talking about where you're providing value. So my value is that I make you feel good in the morning. You know, you wake up, you get some motivation from Hala, you know. And so that's my value proposition. And then you realize, oh, yeah, and she has this really cool podcast that also provides value. And that's how I get a lot of listeners, at least from LinkedIn. Absolutely. So you have this great podcast, but you're still working a full-time job, Yeah, right? Because I like money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I heard you say on on one of your episodes, uh, I've always wanted to be rich. Yeah. Uh, and it's and it's great and like you know Dan something that Dan Locke and I talked about like you know the 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 psychological barriers to uh you know acquiring wealth you know like believing 
that money is the root of all evil and like being ashamed of saying something like that like oh i like money you know like mm-hmm. i and you don't you don't give a crap like you say it and no. and you uh and and you attract it into your life but this is like this podcast is like a side hustle for you right yeah it's totally a side hustle i think you know i hope to be able to do it full time one day in all transparency i just um you know i actually have a fabulous career i work at disney streaming services i have a great job i love it and i'm the type of person that loves to work so i just do both with full effort and right now it's working i'm having fun um but eventually i would like to do young and profiting full time cuz I, I just like consider Considering the fact that I'm doing it part time, it's like pretty amazing that I've gotten as far as I have <laughs> with it. Um, most people who are at the same caliber of podcast as me do it full time. So, but I have a team, and I most people don't have ten people helping them, so I, it's mm. all relative. So, what you have a like? What are the hours? Nine to five, Monday through Friday. What is it? Yeah, I would say like nine to six, Monday through Friday, for my full time job, and then I work on my podcast like. Eight to midnight. Really? Yeah. Wow. Pretty much. Is that an everyday? Is that an everyday thing? Pretty much. I mean, when I'm working on my podcast, unless I have like a, unless I'm studying for an interview or putting out an episode, it's not that structured. Like, you know, I'm just on the computer doing shit and (laughs) getting things done. This is what it takes. You know, so many people want to do their own thing and they they think you know a lot and and sometimes it does but not all the time uh it it doesn't have to involve quitting your day job no no and in fact it 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 involves putting in the work after hours and like because you really really care about this and you want to see this through and you want to make it happen Mm -hmm. and you are making it happen by working those extra hours yeah i mean i I think right now there's there wouldn't be a need for me to to do it full time unless I don't know. I find that even if I put out episodes more than once a week, I don't think that's going to necessarily drive my downloads higher. I I don't notice a correlation with more episodes, more downloads. So to me right now, I don't feel that there's a need for me to put out more content and I have the bandwidth to have a full-time job and have a career. And uh, podcasting isn't the most lucrative business, at least where I am right now, at least at the like level of podcast that I am right now. It's not super lucrative. If I become Joe Rogan um, or like, you know, get bought out by Gary V, hint, hint, <laughs> then, um, you know, that's a different story. I think, yeah, but I, I think that's like the association. Like if I have a, you know, if I have a podcast, I have to make it through ad revenue. I don't think that's the case. Like you can, like there's, like I, I think it can be part of like the marketing funnel and, you know, and you build a business around exactly. uh, your podcast. I I think that's yeah really that's, yeah, I that's think it. eventually we'll become like a marketing agency or, you know, that's something like right that. Now. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I feel like I could flip that switch whenever I want. But right now I'm really learning a ton. I work at Disney Streaming, which is like the coolest, probably the coolest company you could work out right now. Um, we're doing like incredible things. I'm learning so much. I think, you know, once I feel like my time is done there, then I'll take the podcast full time. 
Well, what is, you know, obviously, okay, you want to maybe take the podcast full time. What else is next for you? Like what, what it most excites you right now? I'm really excited about how fast we're growing and, and um, I'm really looking forward to more speaking engagements. I think like my next phase for me, I want to do more videos, more speaking engagements. And I really think that that's going to like, you know, really increase the visibility of my brand. I think that uh, I only, Yap is only a year old. Uh, Many people think it's older than that. It's just one year old. So um, I think this year is all about like exponential growth. I want to get to like, you know, 60K solid downloads a month. Um, and like just really ramp it up. I just want to grow my brand. That's really what's next for me. And you only have, what, 27 episodes and you've yeah. grown this much? Yeah. Like it is it is straight quality, not quantity. That is exactly Exactly. It it's so quality. And if you listen to my first episode, it's freaking probably the best episode, to be honest. Oh, like, and oh it's my like, gosh. It's just like, it's the- like out the gate, it was just great content that's wild i mean i i i fought myself as uh, as an interviewer and and and, a, and someone who prides themselves on being a very good preparer uh, that i didn't listen to the first episode i'm kind of disappointed in myself but i'm going to absolutely have to do that after this because you've referenced it uh, several times now the uh it's that's often people's like worst episode i know for me it was embarrassing and i listened to your other ones, though, your more recent ones, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, uh, actually as far back as episode eight, of course, with Chase, yeah. Chase, who's a, a friend of the podcast, and uh, it's, it, I, I pride myself on like how good mine sounds and the music and everything. Mm-hmm. Yours, yours put me to shame. No, don't <laughs> I was, say that. I was like, wow, and, like, and someone, you know, a couple of people told me too that I should probably. I should think about changing my intro now. Uh, it's, it's it's been a while. I, I'm not like I, I'm thinking about changing my intro. And your your yours is yours is good. I really like yours. Oh, I just like you. the music of yours in general. Like it's it's something like I just it's it's almost to the point where like I just want to skip to the end of the episode and hear the music. Oh, like, that's so cute. <laughs> well, it's good. I, I, that's so funny. I'm lucky because my boyfriend is a music producer. So when I first started my podcast, I was like, give me all your beats. I need to listen to everything. And so uh, I picked that one out of like so many. And so oh, like. Lucky. <laughs> so, and I know that like it's really hard to find like good beats for podcasts. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It is. I, I, it's it's funny because so like I heard I heard my uh, my, my sister, she I forget what she watches. It's like she she likes she likes this girl that's like a little bit older than her. My sister's like 14, mm-hmm. 13, 14. That her name's Mackenzie. Gosh, but she was on this TV show and she's like putting out music and uh she sent me this song of hers and it was literally the beat of I forget if it was my intro or my outro, but it was like the oh, same. No. <laughs> I was and this like I bo- I have the rights to this song. I was like, I know where she got that. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Was, yeah, so I, that's that's an advantage there. So, Hala, you know, as we begin to wrap this up, you know, I, I have to acknowledge you. I'm just so 
impressed. You know, everything's so well done as we've been, as we talked about the music, of course, there's, I've been droning on about, I look, <laughs> uh, you know, the guests, the level of preparation that, uh, that you do. And, and you just get it. You just get it. Like there's, those people in life, you know, that you see them and, and they're like, they get, you, you say they get it. It's you. Oh, thanks, so I acknowledge Brian. you for that. I can't wait to have you on Young and Profiting Podcast. That's going to be a great <laughs> episode. We're excited. It's, yes, it's going to be a, a lot of fun. Um, so, Hala, people can find you, uh, the Young and, Young and Profiting, the podcast. They look up on SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it. That's uh, Spotify, yeah? Spotify, yeah. And uh, that's, yep, YouTube, cool. Uh, where else would you like to direct people? So everybody can find me on LinkedIn. Just search for my name. It's Hala, H-A-L-A, Taha, T-A-H-A. I'm also on Instagram at... Uh, Yap with Hala, Y-A-P with Hala, um, and Young at Young and Profiting on Instagram as well. So check us out. Fantastic. Hala, my final question for you. If you could teach a course at a university, uh, a course of your creation or otherwise, what would it be? We've talked about many things today. We've talked about marketing. Uh, if we were to package it into a course, what would that course be? How to blow yourself up. <laughs> oh, man. Love it. Hala Taha, you are awesome. I really enjoyed this one. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jordan. Talk to you soon. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of the Growth Mindset University podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this one today, there are a couple of ways that you can give back. The first is, of course, to leave an honest rating and review in Apple Podcasts or iTunes. You can also take a screenshot of this and share it out on your Instagram story and tag me at J underscore Paris underscore and tag our guest as well. And we will absolutely give you some love. And then, of course, if you want to start your own podcast, a podcast like this or any other podcast that you envision, you can go to jordanparis.com slash PU to get free access to Podcast University. All right. I love you all so very much. And until next time, my friends, make every day count, live to learn, and grow to give. <laughs>